Okay, welcome to episode four. going to talk about today is veteran business my experiences of the good bad side of running it why i think we're good at it as a as a group of people i think we're quite well suited to it but first i'll, I'll just thank everybody for the support we've had so far i realize there's only been a couple of audio episodes that have gone up uh there haven't been as many video episodes that's purely because my internet has been terrible and I've, I've now solved that problem, I think. So when I've been trying to upload these videos, the internet and the house, because we live in quite a rural location, the internet and the house just you know goes to pieces and shuts the whole thing down. And I've, I'm obviously trying to run a business at the same time and I need the internet. So I've had to forego the last couple of uh, episodes and just do them audio because that's easy. Yeah. There may potentially be some more dog noise than normal. I apologise for that as well. Normally I do these things in the evening and my missus sort of entertains the dogs a bit. You know, for people who don't know, I've got... We have a Border Collie, Blue Merle Border Collie, who is quite... He's, he's a good dog, but he's quite highly strung. He's a little bit stressy and a little bit... Um, a little bit OCD. Yeah, and we have two little tiny Pomeranians who are quiet most of the time, but if one of them starts, it just goes crackers. So hopefully we won't have any problems with that. So I'll start by saying I am encouraging anybody who, especially people who sit, who are still serving. Now I think it's this, the advice probably applies more to people who are still, still serving because they have the safety net of still being in full-time employment, bit of spare cash, and they can afford to fail. I think people who are in the situation that I'm in where you know, you've left the armed forces and you have to rely on that income somehow to feed your family or whatever, like like I do. I feed you know, my family and I employ my brother. The cost, the potential cost there is just too high, so it probably doesn't apply quite so much. But I'm absolutely, I would absolutely encourage anybody who's still serving to just have a go at this, just as a hobby, because you will learn stuff. You know, for the price of a couple of times on the piss, sacrifice a couple of weekends and some hours in the day, you can genuinely learn something that's valuable when you you leave. And maybe it'll work. This wasn't planned. It's just happened because I you know I amongst other things, I think I hit it perfectly. I hit the timing of it perfectly. That's definitely a factor. But yeah. You can have a go at it and you might enjoy it. You might find that you're good at it. But it because I think we're suited to it. So there's some factors that you have, and I am going to talk from a, a veteran perspective because 
Um, that's my experience, and that I, w- I would feel weird talking, even though it's a crossover. I would feel weird talking about it from, you know, on uh, from the blue light professions or anything like that. I'd feel weird. So we are we're suited to do it for a few reasons. First, the most important one I think is we're not risk averse. We understand making calculated risks and thinking on the fly to solve problems and make things happen. But to back that up, we're planning. We have experience in planning. You know, some of us experience experience in planning really complex things with with layers and layers and layers of sub plans in case things go wrong. But you do that from the from you know being a, a very junior soldier. As soon as you're given responsibility, you're managing people. It certainly is like a two IC or something like that when you first start as so a senior Tom. You're managing the men around you. You're managing resources. You know whether that's water, ammunition, or whatever, or you're at least helping to manage those things. You understand the process of doing that. And because we're obviously we're all taught to think at least sort of two levels up, you're planning layers and layers and layers in advance of what's currently happening now. And I think that's exactly what you need to run a business. It's what I do. I I think that exact process is actually a really good. I don't know if it's still available, but if you don't know who Evan Hafer is, Evan Hafer is. He is the CEO and founder of Black Rifle Coffee. You probably heard of Black Rifle Coffee. Um, not as nice as Contact Coffee. I've got to say that because they're my mates. But um, yeah, he has. They used to do a thing called, what was it called? They did like a business podcast. Can't remember the name of it. Might have been Blackhearted. But he did, he talks, especially in the early ones, which are the best ones. He talked quite a lot about the process he went through to do his business plan and to try for him to try and get some money like an investor. And all he did, he took his estimate process that he learned at work and applied that to the business. And you can absolutely do that. You just, all you're doing is swapping, you know, money for ammunition. That sounds incredibly simplistic, but you see what I'm saying. You can, you can use that process because it's, it's in some ways identical. I mean, he actually, because he'd never done a business plan or anything like that before or presented to investors, he literally used it and he went into like the bank and basically just delivered a set of orders, but about his business. And I met the, for what he says on that, like they were blown away by it. Um, Yeah. So we can, my point is that we can absolutely do this and I would encourage you to do it. So when you're first thinking about doing it, you're going to be, you're going to have a mild level of flap depending on how much money you put into it, I suppose. You don't have to put a lot. You'd be amazed how little money you need just to get one of these things going. I think Shopify, like it's an e-commerce sort of selling things online platform. I'm sure Shopify to start is like 20 quid a month. That's nothing. Um. And obviously, you've got to have a product and everything to sell on that, but that's the basics of being able to sell stuff. You know, and all the social media accounts are free. 
so you can advertise stuff. You've just got to get a product. Um, where was I going there? Yeah. So when you first start, you'll have a level of flapping. Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know anything. And what you'll be tempted to do, as lots of people do to me, is drop a message and ask how you do it. Oh, what platform do you use? What? Where do you get your clothing made? Where do you get your stuff printed? What are your suppliers? How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you find this? And when I first started, I used to reply a lot. I would, I would help people. I would give all the answers. And I actually set up... There's a few of my sort of contemporaries, my competitor companies, if you like, that I, I basically gave the how-to to and set up. And some of them are doing well, some aren't doing well. You know, that's, that's down to them. But it's probably not the best way to do it because, you know, I, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing and I didn't want to start it. I still don't really now, but I... I learned it online. I just Googled stuff. And yes, you've got to be sensible about it. And you might have to read, you know, 10, 20 things on the same subject to get a good squad average about what the, the right course of action and truth of the matter is. <coughs> Pardon me. But it's doable and it's free. You don't need to pay for an online course. You don't need to... I, I personally don't think you need to have fucking mentors and shit like that because these people are just squeezing money out of you when it is all online for free and with a bit of effort, you can learn it. So I don't do it anymore. I don't, if people ask advice, I'll, I'll probably answer like one or two small things and then they'll get a message saying, look, dude, you put, you need to start looking into it yourself now. This stuff is all free online. Like I'm be, I've sort of been polite and trying to be helpful, but... Um, I try not to be a dick about it. <coughs> Pardon me. Persistent cough. Should I go get tested? Um, yeah. And I, I think more than anything, the reason I, I suggest that you do that is whoever you're taking advice off. So let's say you, you get free advice off a company that's already running or worse, you take advice off a mentor or someone like that, like that who gets you to rely on them. That's money going out the door all the time and if they drop you you don't know what you're doing if I'm giving advice to somebody and if for whatever reason my business goes down the toilet and um, or I just decide I've, I've had enough questions off it, I'm not going to reply anymore what do you do then you know it's exactly a similar thing as when someone's been on a course at, at work you know, in, the, in the military and they maybe on a selection course and they'll come back and You'll ask them, well, what was it like? What was this? What, how'd you do this? Your experience is going to be so much different than them. And they'll probably say exactly that to you. Look, dude, you need to go and find out for yourself. It sets you up to be able to deal with problems in future. Because as I say, this is all you do as a business is solve problems. And I still do it now. Something will, will sort of come at me like, well, what, what, you know, what am I going to do about this? And that's my first port of call. I Google it. I go and find out what to do because it's there. It'll tell you what to do. You know, you've got to have that skill. And I and I realise that I'm telling everybody to give this a go. And I, I stand by that. Bar people who, if, if you're honest with yourself and you go, okay, well, I probably don't have that level of 
Google research ability to be able to read stuff, learn it, make judgments about it. If you haven't got that, then either you know you need to practice it and then try this. But I would I would suggest that if you haven't got that, it's probably a good idea not to do this because you're going to lose yourself some money. You know, this it's none of it's easy. It's the barrier to entry isn't there because it's all free and you can definitely easily start it. But running it and making it as a success is not easy by any means. Um. Yeah, so I think I've covered all the bits I wanted to cover on just starting up. So let's let's sort of twist now onto the bit that potentially gets a bit well, I might make some enemies. Um I think when I when I first started, I had the whole veteran owned thing front and center because I thought that was the right thing to do. Everybody that I looked, I use the the American companies, who are you know people like Black Rifle Coffee, um, Rogue American, people who are around at like the the start of that happening in the US. That's what they were doing, so I copied them. I used that American model, and we dropped it after I think it was about after about a year we dropped it, and it's not that I'm not proud of it, you know, of my past or anything. I just decided that it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, and there's plenty of people who still do it. But what I will say is, if you're going to do that, you have to understand the level of responsibility that you have doing that. Because you're putting eyes on everybody. So if you're going to say your business is veteran-owned and operated or whatever you want to want to say, You've got to be on top of your product. You've got to have a good product. You've got to be on top of your customer service. You've got to be a good example of that because you damage everybody else within the community if you're not keeping that that standard. Um, now, when, I, when I'm, I'm going to criticise some people, but when I'm doing that, I want you to understand that um, everybody makes mistakes. Understand that. We all do. But it's when you see persistent behavior that makes you go, the motives here aren't right. That's when it becomes an issue. Because a lot of civilians don't know any difference. A lot of civilians desperately want to support the military and will buy your stuff regardless just because you're putting veteran-owned and operated on your thing. They'll do it. They're trying to support you, and that's absolutely right. But they shouldn't then be let down by a shoddy product or, you know, whatever. Um, and that isn't why – it isn't the reason that I took it off because I'm selling a shoddy. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that isn't the reason I took it off because I'm selling a shoddy product and I don't want to damage everybody. Uh, my reasons for taking it off, I'll, I'll come to later, I think. But yeah, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. It, you've got a responsibility to us all as a, a community because you're basically being the face of what we can produce. You'd like it to be a badge of quality, something you can rely upon. You know, The military have to have a, a standard in their sort of daily work life. And 
that's being up, upheld in the product, you know, a stamp of uh, stamp of quality. I know, but some people aren't doing that. So I think if if you are starting, so I think you need to to realise what it means. You know, you you can't let us down, and I I try not to do that as best I can with everything. And this this will sort of lead on to a bit of a something that I I know it's an example of people not doing the right thing, and it's. I've seen it every year and it's every November. So I'm going to talk about people selling T-shirts with poppies on and using the Royal British Legion's poppy logo on their T-shirts. Now, caveats. I am aware of a couple of groups of people, people with this. There are people who genuinely just haven't thought it through and are trying to do the right thing. Absolutely. And I know a mate who's done this, you know, and he just, he hadn't thought it through. He did it one year, then didn't do it again because he, he realised. There's the people who aren't really bothered. And there's the people who actually, this is my opinion, judging on the other things that they sell and the other products that they have and the other examples of moral sketchiness there's those people who I know are definitely just doing it for cash. So here's a scenario. I could, dead easy, do a hangman shirt on the back where the hangman holds the heart, could do a poppy. And I would get requests for this every single year. Like, and I've, been, I've had people be shitty with me. I've had people have a go and go, don't you care? Everybody's doing this. Why Why aren't you doing it? You claim to support this and this. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you giving money to charity doing this? And I'll explain exactly why we don't do it. I understand that I am in this business and I know how much it costs to make a T-shirt. I understand how much it costs to get it to the customer, get it manufactured and all that stuff. I know the behind the scenes stuff that people don't. So when I'm looking at other products, I can look and go, right, well, that's this sort of shirt and I know how much profit people are making. So what you'll generally see is you'll see a shirt and it will either be a percentage of the profit will go to a charity, but in this case, we're talking about, and this is this is the case, only real case that I care about. It'd be a percentage of the profit going to the Royal British Legion, or you'll see other cases where it's all of the profit going to the Royal British Legion, which you would think is the okay thing. That's it's it's the best example of a bad thing. Now, yeah. I know some people are just trying to help, but they just make their, there's a better way of doing it, and that's what I'm going to talk about now. Wouldn't it be better if at that time of year, if you've got a spare 25, 30 quid for, to buy a T-shirt, that as a company, you don't make a T-shirt. You get that person with a 20, spare 25, 30 quid to just give that straight to the Legion, to pay 25, 30 quid for their poppy. Wouldn't that be a better thing to do? Because if you 
if you give that money straight to the 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 business, some of that, no matter what happens, is going to go to overheads, tax, whatever. You know, what I mean? it just it goes into there's a there's a grey area there where anything can happen to it. You know, even with the best of intentions, there's a grey area there. I just encourage people to not do that. Give the money direct to the charity. You don't need a middleman. Now, there's two arguments generally that come back from that, which I understand, but I don't think they're they're viable. The first one is that you're just trying to support a veteran business. Get that entirely. 100% do that for the other 11 months of the year. But in that particular scenario, give the money direct to the charity. The guys will be fine. The other one is awareness. You know, it gets the poppy out there. Does it, you know, the poppy's out there. It's it's already out there. You don't need to show support. If you want to show support, don't buy a T-shirt unless it's from the Royal British Legion. Wear your poppy. I'm not going to, I won't get super ranty about it, but it's, think about the logic there. And I know that people are going to listen to this. Some of the companies might listen to this and go, fuck's sake, that's a nice, I I wish you hadn't done that. But it winds me up every year and my little, my mates at other companies that I have things to do with winds them up as well. Every single year, it's like a, a list of companies you're like, ah, oh, shit, I thought you were a good bloke. You've just fucked it. Why have you done that? Um, and like I say, I, I realise some people have just made mistakes. But that's an example of a situation where it's it's not the right thing to do. We've got to try and be good and be better and hold ourselves to a decent standard if we're going to have this veteran-owned business community. It's got to be a good thing. We can't be on the wrong side of this stuff. At least we've got to try our best. Um, yeah. And in all that complaint there, I guarantee you 90% of the people I'm talking about haven't even thought about it like that. And hopefully, yeah, maybe people don't. If it stops one of the other people doing it, I'd be happy. But there's what there is one company here. I, I think I just, uh, I think it's terrible. I think that everything that's wrong, and they, I think they exploit everything that's wrong with the veteran community, and they make money out of all the problems that we have, because we do have problems. And they, I think they make money out of it in the in the guise of supporting. And they're the worst for this poppy thing. They're the worst for it. They don't just do one shirt. It's a whole thing. Anyway. If you could, if you think you know who that is, drop me a message. I'll be interested to see if anyone thinks the same. Like I th- like I said yesterday. Yesterday, like I said in the last podcast. You're never the only one to think something. And I wonder how many people have thought exactly what I, who echo exactly what I've just said. Maybe I'm on, I'm on my own, but I bet you there's people who echo exactly what I've just said, but haven't said anything because they didn't want to seem like they were going against the community or they weren't showing support. So, yeah. I just think there's, there's a better way of doing it. If you want to give money, just give money or encourage people to give money. You don't have to... You don't have to do that. Oh, dear. Yeah. 
bit ranty. Sorry. Look at my notes. Let's just see if we've got everything else here. Yes, I think we'll sort of finish. We're just saying that I realise that sometimes I sound like I don't sound like I'm I sort of sound like I'm not a supporter of the veteran community because I criticise us quite a lot. But I am. I just want us to be good. And I just I want to try and work together to do the right thing. So if I see people doing the wrong thing, in my opinion, which I'm entitled to, you can tell me I'm a dick and ignore me. It's fine. Um I will sort of try and call call stuff out because I think we should we need to be able to do that and guide each other. So I would advise people actually do the business, do everything I've said. Not because I've said it, but if you want to do it, do it. Don't use the veteran-owned thing. I would encourage you to do that purely because then you will get success if what you're doing is worthy of success on your own back because you won't get people doing it just because they want to support veterans. Um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a great thing that people want to support, support the veteran community. But there's potential for fake success there, if you understand what I'm saying, where people are buying your stuff not because it's good, but because they want to help you. Um, I think with anything, our service should be shown through our example and our actions, not because you're wearing a badge to say that you are, you did this in the past. Um, Oh, mini rant. Okay, so a perfect example of that is Veterans Awards for Business. Now, you may not have thought, but what I've seen is quite a lot of awards. Like, I'm not bitter. It's not my thing. I'd be embarrassed to go and do it if I got if I was nominated or got got one. So I'm not I'm not saying this because I'm all bitter and twisted. Just think about this. So there are award ceremonies for veteran business. So for veterans who've been successful in running a business. How many award ceremonies have you seen for milkmen who now run a photocopy business? You haven't, have you? It's not a thing. I don't understand why just because you've served your country in some capacity, the fact that you're capable of running a business and not going to shit somehow may means you should get an award. I mean, if that flicks your switch, go for it, but I just don't really get it. It doesn't make logical sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think service should be it should be incidental. The fact that you've you've served your country should be yeah, you, know, you should you should see that by the fact that you're just a good person. And then people go, oh shit, do you know he was actually, he did this in the past. And then you go, ah, right, okay, there's a pattern here. People who used to have this background tend to be good people. Maybe. Some of us are fucking turds. We should probably end, shouldn't we? I've been really ranty today. I think it's probably because I've recorded this three times already. And uh, each time something's gone wrong. Yeah. Right. I will end it there. Thanks for listening. Sorry for ranting. Absolutely. 
if you think I'm talking crap and you don't agree with me, and equally if you do agree with me, drop me a message somewhere. So whether that's you know Instagram or on the YouTube channel or wherever, let me know if I've... One, if you think you know who that company is I'm talking about, that's a really interesting one. And the other is here. If you agree or disagree with me, let me know because I could be talking, I could be absolutely wrong and I've embarrassed myself. You know, it's okay to be wrong. You just need to, you've got to learn, haven't you? Yeah. So if I'm being a dick, tell me. Also, if you don't mind, like, subscribe on iTunes, leave me a review. We're everywhere now. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, IGTV, we're everywhere. So thanks for listening. We'll leave it there. We'll try to have a nice, nice cuddly one tomorrow. Talk about nice things. Have a good day.